Barnaby is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. What up, what up, what up, everybody here in Bracago? This is the Spawn of Me podcast with your host, Khalif Adams. I am your host, Khalif Adams. I hope you're all doing really, really well. I hope you had a wonderful week. Uh, it has been an interesting week. It is turning into the loveliest season of all. Uh, one of my favorites, the best in the world. It's that fall season. You get your, get your pumpkin spice up in your body. You get your, you get your good old blanket on. You get all the good stuff. You get the, you get the actual cat that you like to sit on your lap and come chill. And you get to pet the cat and be chill with it and be cool with the animals and all that other good stuff. But also you get a chance to come rock with me and the wonderful folks that we have here in Bracago doing dope stuff on our show. If you missed our last episode, you missed the banger of an episode. Please make sure you go check that out. Leave a five star review on iTunes, all that good stuff there. Make sure you're sharing the show. Make sure you're giving it love and make sure that you're telling everyone about the wonderful work that we are doing. It has been um, pretty busy in terms of work stuff and play and everything else has been happening in my life. It's just amazingly busy this part of the year. It feels like we're also almost at the conversations around game of the year. Uh, we're almost at the parts of the year where, you know, the game awards are about to happen. We have so many different things that are going to be coming up in the in the space really, really soon. So it feels like everything is moving extremely fast and slow at the same time. Uh, so I'm playing a whole bunch of things for review, uh, getting a lot of stuff together for, for, for content in terms of that, continuing to build out the studio a and studio B, which is going to be uh, pretty cool. Uh, hopefully in the next year, uh, we'll be showing some of that stuff hopefully in January or at least probably maybe February, we get all that stuff together and, and ready and things. But for me, the thing that I'm most excited about is that when I get a chance to bring on people who I uh, I both look up to and also enjoy what they do in the space, it makes everything I do extremely easy uh, and, and super fun to do. So without further ado, uh, I'm going to bring on our guest for episode 408 of the Spawn of Me podcast, somebody who I have been following for a long period of time, uh, someone who I think is really changing the game in multiple lanes. Uh, someone who's changed lanes in multiple times and has figured out how to be successful in all of those ways. I get to bring on this week the one and only CEO of Practic Server, Javier Monsterdeface Calazo. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, fam? How you doing, fam? How's everything going? What's going on? Love the intro. Thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for, of course, connecting and, and allowing me to have this opportunity to reach out to your uh, your community, your platform, and uh, you know, voice, voice, whatever it is we're gonna talk about today, man. Because uh, we're here, we're here to do it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I, I, one of the things, again, I have to say, thank you for for coming on. It's always fantastic to have folks who I've been following their careers and getting a chance to see it from the periphery and seeing, you know, little bits, pieces, pieces of things here and there about like, man, like, like. Like Hobbs doing some dope stuff over in that spot, yeah. especially because like, you know, I when you have that New Yorker, New Yorker foundation, people don't understand the NYC vibe. They don't understand the energy that we bring to the world. It is different. I want to give you the chance to tell folks a little bit about where you started, how you come up in the game, you know, where you came from. Um, and then I definitely want to dig into uh, and share a clip of some of the stuff that you've been doing as well. So let the folks at home know about all the stuff you've been working on. I'm going to I'm going to ask you this. Your people want the long story or the short story. Where they want, you the, want, they want the, they want the in-depth. They want the in-depth story <laughs> so they can they can they can take it all in. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll start it like this. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm from the Bronx. I'm a Bronx native. New York City native, um, born and raised in uh, pretty much Hunts Point, Soundview, you know, uh, Parkchester, Six Line kind of area. If any of you guys are familiar, you know exactly where I'm talking about. That's my backyard. That's uh, that's the block, right? Yeah. Uh, growing up, we, we started there. I was pretty... I'd say adventurous as a teenager, um, got into graffiti, got into the art, got into the culture that is just that New York lifestyle, right? You just can't avoid it. Um, you know, coming from where we come from, things are just going to kind of come your way. Uh, but I, I'd say that adventurousness, uh, right, the, the willing to try things, the willing to uh, take risk. I guess kind of led me down this path, which is gaming and kind of exploring more of my creative side um, in, in taking 
my artistic uh, skill and, and all that kind of stuff and just molding, I guess, that into different practices, which is uh, kind of how we ended up here. Um, but ultimately, I'd say around uh, my high school senior year, I was looking to go to college and I was kind of uh, weighed with um, two decisions, right? It's either college or go to the military. I have to do something good with my life at this point, right? Mm. Uh, I ended up taking my financial aid check and my parents was really mad at this. And uh, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. So yes, I didn't. Uh, if you haven't caught it already, we didn't grow up a much. So that financial aid check, that's a lot of money, man. Yes, it was. Um, that Pell check was no the, joke. Yes, it's supposed to be for books and all that good stuff. Um, I just thought it was a good idea to take that and invest it in a, a gaming computer. And my dad was mad because I bought a laptop, like a $2,000 Asus laptop. And to him, he's thinking like, what is Asus? What is this brand? You should have bought an Apple. Like, So he's thinking I bought some super, you know, offshore bootleg, <laughs> right? Brand that he has no, no, nothing. He has not a single idea of the the you know the gaming space or the or the scene of their culture and we're talking about years ago guys um I'm I'm about ten years on Twitch and, and in the in the space right now so I guess that makes me sort of a sort of an OG you're OG point, for right? sure you're OG you're <laughs> um, OG so yeah you know 2012 uh, hopped on the Twitch platform after getting my gaming laptop and that's kind of what what jump started me. Um, and I learned a lot, man. I learned yeah. a lot. I learned how to communicate, learn how to talk, learn how to really navigate the space. And that came through just tiers and levels of, um, I don't want to call them failures. I want to call them experiences and mm. lessons because that's really what they were. Uh, just encountering different people along the way have allowed me to pick up different skills. And that's, again, that combined with uh, my ability to create, think outside the box, do my own thing and not be afraid to just go for it, I think has allowed me to kind of step up and, and get to this place. Um, I noticed that you introed me as the practice server CEO. And just so that you guys know what the practice server is, mm. I'll just lay it out in a kind of too long, don't read. Uh, we build productions, right, for companies and clients that want to kind of deliver um, their product to people. So we just help people bring their visions to life now. Um, but yeah, it all started with uh, my own crazy vision. I wanted to play video games and stuff like that. And <laughs> yeah, dude, I took a risk, man, picking up that laptop. But um, it, it ended up paying off. You know, I ended up building a community. And like you said, us New Yorkers have a different style, different swag to us. And, uh, you know, our energy can come off uh, very much. Um, it can be infectious for some, right? Yeah. And in, on the Twitch platform, you think about it back then, there wasn't very people like me on the platform. So when you have a crazy Puerto Rican kid on there and... I say crazy because think about it, I'm 18, 19. The things I say and did back then, I was, <laughs> yo, I was, yeah, I was out there. You know, I look, I look down on it now. I, you know, as a as a mentor and a leader in this space, I'm like, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we came a we came a long way, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. One of the wildest things about this, and this is the thing that I that I love about you, and the thing that I that I paid attention to is the 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 layers of humility that you have which I think is really, really profound. I think there are a lot of folks who, and, and this is for everybody in chat right now, like, like Javier is like not bigging himself up in the ways that I, that I know of his amazingness in this space, not only in the streaming spaces, but I remember very specifically um, going to an event and watching you at the, at the, at the like beginnings of the Fortnite scene starting to pop off it was like right in the spaces where you know save the world was like getting put to pasture paragon was starting to come up and then also fell off real hard ripped to paragon love you fam um, ff ff <laughs> right but also like there was this 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 beginnings of this crew of folks who i would see and alongside the kind of you know, meteoric rise of the game part of what Fortnite became and changing the way that everything kind of worked from the game perspective, there was this crop of like four or five cats who were in the space on the commentator side and the caster side who were changing the way that people thought about not only that game, but the way they thought about casting and the way that that information came across to the audience about exuberance and, and knowledge and, and all that kind of stuff. And I know you haven't said it, but like you were at the forefront. You were one of the cats at the forefront of that movement. 
Um, and I think you fund them. I think, and I'm gonna give you your flowers now because I think it's one of those people like when you think about what Fortnite has become, it is on the back of a lot of folks besides the folks of Epic who are getting built the thing, but community is a huge part of that. And, and, and the work that you did in that space and continue to do when you, when you dip your toes back into the waters is pretty profound stuff. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, you getting into the Fortnite caster space. Um, and then I, I definitely want to go back to practice server. Cause I think there's a lot of things I want to dig into around not only how the conversations around what's going on now in the space from a content creation space, but like your pivot, which I think was really, really interesting. Yeah. And, and pivot is a very unique word and it's a good word to kind of capture my, my journey guys. Cause I started off as a streamer. Um, you mentioned I broke into the commentary space and then I kind of even excelled beyond that to now, you know, kind of holistically taking over productions and kind of the, the full content delivery package and who knows what's next, right? When I figure out that next tier mm -hmm. will be there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I also find it very interesting. Like you're one of the few people that kind of recognize that. Um, I think I changed the perception and the voice of casting and esports commentary as a whole, because like I said before, my tone, my style, my accent, you don't hear this very often. You didn't hear it very often uh, before I stepped onto the space and others, right? And now you're seeing a lot more folks of color in different diversity, uh, diverse backgrounds step into the commentary space. And I think it's awesome. Um, and it's one of the few things that I still push for till this day. I tell people, come with your own style. I want to hear mm. your voice. I want to hear your you know, your words, your phrases, your catch, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let, let's hear you and bring that to the table. And that's, what's going to make people listen. That's the difference. There's your people are going to listen when you are bringing your style to it. And then you get to mold the, the scene. So I was lucky enough to have, um, folks at Epic back me and, and believe in me and honestly allow me to find my own voice because mm. I didn't realize how important this was going to all be until I slowly but surely saw myself climbing up the to the top and and you know realizing and listening to those around me as i started to study from my peers um so it was it was definitely really awesome so getting into commentary um it kind of just happened naturally right uh, little did i know years and years of doing live streaming and you know talking and, and <laughs> trying to start up a youtube channel and then finding success through that uh it helped me build the know-how to speak to a camera right just yeah. like people skills uh conversation skills obviously the delivery and things like that just build that up time over time uh, but i didn't realize that i had those skills already so getting into my first Fortnite events um I'm, I, I love the game. I still love the game. I was very passionate about it. And, and I love that Epic was like, you know what? Let's take people that love this game and make them talk about this game. We can teach someone how to be a commentator, how to look at the camera, the bearer of the camera, which I'm doing a poor job right now because I'm relaxing <laughs> here. But, you know, I could talk to the bearer of the camera if I had a problem and give you guys the hand signals and really draw you in because that's the, that's the work that we're supposed to do. But we did that through Epic helping us pick up those skills. So they mm. figured, we they, they believed in um, getting people that are passionate about the game and then giving them the skills to do the on-camera presence and work. And for me, they invested in me uh, and I guess it paid off for them because I'm still here and I'm bringing a lot of <laughs> extra value, right? Back to the scene and stuff like that. So it's really awesome. And then that's how I got into commentary though. I didn't have professional on-camera experiences uh, before Epic and before Fortnite, but they allowed me to pick up those skills, um, apply those skills. And then, yeah, we got to do, you know, things like the World Cup and, you know, got to represent and, and be one of the voices of literally and, and faces of the biggest game in the world, I think still to this day. Yeah, I want to, I want to, because again, like, I think it is, it is something that I don't think a lot of people understand is like when you're, when you talk about the, not only, you know, the ability to learn how to have these skills, these are things that are not innate. These are things that you get reps. It is like training yeah. for the Olympics. Yeah. It is like <laughs> understanding how to play a sport. It is a thing of when you get to that place where you don't have to think about it, that's when you have then seen the matrix. You can see how things work and you can see and understand how that stuff works. I, I want to play a quick clip of something that I, uh, I came across from your YouTube channel when you were uh, in the midst of, of doing a series of teaching people how to cast, which I thought was pretty brilliant and really interesting. So I'm going to play a quick clip of that. It will be right back after the clip. Fishy literally has everything going for him except for his material now. 
Yeah, with only a few uh, a few builds left, it's not going to be good for him. He does need to get into a mid-ground mid and get a refresh at some oh. point here. Now you see DJ taking the shot and getting the elimination on Rizzy, as we saw before. What a talented player going down there. Yeah, no doubt. That was a great shot there to keep him in the game, the siphon, the sustain in those final instances. Here's Clixy Fishy, though. We talked about him needing to get inside the box. He's going to find one, but no, the damage, all of a sudden, the lead that he had before is now gone. And, and uh, I'm excited to do it some more throughout 2021. Yeah, GG's, man. Yeah, uh, just keep working on, remember, in, in those endgame instances, like, mm -hmm. when if, if you're doing run-ons over, you know, two, three, POVs, whatever, it, it's, it's, you can hear it, right? You can literally hear the drag, yeah. the run-on, right? Uh, just be conscious of that. Leave room. You did a good job when we kind of got to height. You dropped it, and then I was able to come in with the, oh, there it is. Sap falls, right? And now, all of a sudden, it sounds like a commentary between us two as opposed to a run-on and, you know what I mean, missing out on opportunities. And one, of, one of the things that I love about doing this show is, one, watching my guests watch themselves whenever they see a clip of them doing stuff because because I, I, I'm I, we are simpatico in that way where we are our own worst judges so I'm looking yeah. at you watching behind the scenes you're like but but I but I use that as a, as a clip to share with the audience and, and and folks at home that there's an art to this that I don't think people understand I think a lot of folks who try to get into this business think that you can just jump on camera and be good or you can just jump into a booth and figure out inflection you can figure out how to deal with other part other casters and other other broadcast people while having people talk in your ear and having all broadcast doing all that kind of stuff how does it feel to now have you know put in the work to be one of the top folks in this space in that arena and now being a person that people are, are seeking out to, to be like, I am trying to be in the space that you are and, 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 and use my skills to potentially get bigger in the space too. Yeah, and it, it, it feels, first of all, I feel very blessed. I'm in a position to help others succeed. And that person that you heard at that moment, um, Life with Panda, I actually gave him the opportunity to get, I hired him for his first casting event <laughs> after giving him tutorials and tips like that because he expressed interest in and i said you know what i like what you're doing i can refine that a little bit more and just recently he did the fncs huh. so it just shows you how again people that put forth the effort all you all it takes to come across is uh, the right person i just so happen to be the right person for life with panda gave him some skills through again that was free commentary free consultation you call it what you will but those coaching like i could charge an arm and a leg for that and i have yeah. in the past for different <laughs> private things yeah, yeah. um because you know got to monetize the game baby but um <laughs> for for in, in that that in that regard and in that kind of entire uh clip right there really just i guess captures what i'm trying to do for the scene in the sense that you know we want to give back right and how do you do that I mean, I didn't get to learn how to commentate until I got those reps, until someone gave me the chance and someone put me in the, you know, in, into the fire. It's, it's really a trial by fire, learning how to do a lot of this stuff. There's no, uh, you know, formal training that I know of. Uh, and maybe there is, but um, for the most part, uh, esports is the wild, wild west. You can just break in. If you have the skills, you have the hunger to get it, you can actually get after it. And that's yeah. what I really love about this right now. Um, so yeah i mean that's really cool and that i think that that, that series i love that series I, I kind of put it on a little bit of a pause and, and sure. i hate i hate that i had to because you know i'm doing so many other things um but yeah that we call that the caster spotlight and i'm actually doing all the production behind that as well so i'm commentating and i'm the one switching through all the povs so i'm actually fully observing that and teaching and all that kind of stuff. So, oh wow! I thought, it, oh, uh, I thought you were kind of going over, you know, B-roll of no, of no, that, that's me. That's me live um, commentating games. So I'm giving a lot of value to the community in, in multiple ways. I'm hosting games for them, um, so that the players can actually compete. And the goal is to platform the players that are competing. These are semi-pros and pro players. And then, of course, I'm also layering an extra on top of that is if you want to cast, hop in with me right now, and I'll actually give you a chance to cast, and I'll, I'll critique you, I'll help you, I'll tell you what you're doing great, I'll tell you. Where you need to kind of uh, pick it up, flare it up, or maybe um, yeah, like teach on camera presence skills and stuff like that. So, man, again, it's like one of those things where um, I'm infinitely impressed with you with the work that you've done over these <laughs> years. I mean, I, and I and I say that as a, as a, as an industry peer, but also as a cat who's probably got you by a couple of years, right? Who who uh, when I see folks who are who are this 
um, genuine about not only building their own space and trying to figure out a thing, um, you know, in a, in a space that is not necessarily as amenable to us, right. As, as, as folks in this space to, to, to carve out your niche and, and to figure out a way to do that as, especially with the conversation that we've seen in the content creator space of late, which has been about how do you get into a space? how do you get into a space where content creation is the thing that you do for your living and how do you mm-hmm. monetize yourself in those ways? And I think, you know, you did a really good job of doing that across all your casting and doing and being the face of a lot of those spaces. But I want to talk about when practice server became the idea that it became, because I think, you know, I'm thinking about what the pivot is going to look like for myself. I think there's a lot of folks for various reasons who are having those conversations in their own minds about like, what does that mean for me? What were the initial conversations that you were having with your your friends and your family and, and your peers about like, I don't know if this is necessarily going to be it for the long haul. I need to figure out what that next step is going to be for me as a, as a, as an entrepreneur, as a person in this space. Like what was that first initial conversation that you had? So it, it all happened internally. Um, I typically make all of my decisions. Uh, I, I make the, I define this decision with myself and then I go for it. Like I, huh. if I know I'm going to do it, I'm just going to go do it. Like I don't, I don't allow anyone else's judgment, um, perception, or anything to kind of cloud the direction that I'm going to shoot for. Um, because like, if I thought of it, it must be good. Like it's, and it's organic. Like, that's really how I think about it. I just have full faith in the, in the fact that like, no, this is sounds clever to me. Why, why wouldn't it be? Cl- it must be clever to someone else. Let's <laughs> yeah. go try it. Right. Like, yeah, so, yeah. And, and I, and I've already kind of understood that not everything's going to resonate with everyone. And I'm totally okay with that. Like, I don't care to please everyone. I'm not a, I'm not here to please everyone. I'm here to do cool stuff. Yeah. by myself and uh if you like it dope like let's now now i get i get a kick out of someone who's who actually gets a kick out of what i'm getting a kick out of yeah. so like now we're we're feeling we're fueling each other um and that's kind of just like what what keeps the you know the bicycle rolling basically um but to answer a question about where did it click um so it was actually off of the heels of the fortnite world cup i just came off of like what was honestly the one of the most incredible mind-blowing experiences and moments of my life because i got to commentate and like for the biggest event of the year probably the decade we we still have a couple more years to really figure it out it's still the the heavyweight event that has happened in recent times um in my city in new york had family come through it's the first time they got to see me kind of do this all in person years and years and years of me just like obviously now traveling the world and all this stuff they never really understood to them it's like oh yeah he plays video games i'm just like nah you you don't (laughs) even know what i do like i do so much more than that but you know to 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 please them i'm just like yeah yeah sure yeah yeah i just play games grandma right like whatever (laughs) yeah that kind of stuff Uh, just to kind of just you know it's a headache trying to explain exactly what this all is um but after world cup uh epic and fortnite was kind of going into what was like a uh, uh, radio silent mode. So mm. they weren't communicating with talent. They weren't communicating with players. Uh, the scene didn't know where it was going. And that meant that my career, which I just invested like days, hours, and honestly, my entire following for, yeah. because prior to being a commentator, I was a full-time YouTuber and Twitch streamer. When you get into commentary and you're traveling the world to show up to these events, I'm giving away my platform to build your platform. Mm. And yes, you're paying me a very great dollar to do this, but my uh, my sustainability and my foundation is decreasing day by day while I'm traveling to like work on your events and be your, you know, for their content. So my content's going down, their content's going up, which means when they stop communicating with us, what am I left with? I'm left with weeks of an inactive channel, um, you know, loads of travel inactivity, right? So like my socials aren't buzzing as much. Yes, there's pros and cons. And one of the big cons is that I'm giving away what at up until that moment was my livelihood streaming and fending for myself in this content, you know, world, you know, dog eat dog kind of environment. Cause you gotta, you gotta be hungry. You gotta get there first. If you want the views on YouTube and that kind of stuff, that's the game. Um, so they're going into this radio silent mode. Now I'm realizing like, did I put too much marbles into this basket? Because mm. if they disappear, now what? I got to build all over again? This is crazy. Like, when's the next event? No one knows. So that summer, 
those couple of months as they're not announcing anything i'm thinking to myself i gotta figure something out right i need to do something but i like commentating like the my i'm, I'm already realizing like god damn my time value is so high like i'm showing up on a day and i'm getting racks like this is this is how i should be making money how do i keep making money like this how do i make this sustainable and you know what how do i make it so i don't have to wait for the next guy to call me like mm. why can't i why can't i do that and i was like well i can do that let me look at what's around me i'm looking at what it what it takes to kind of build this all together and up until this moment you know picking up the commentary and stuff i was also picking up the back end skills what it took to build to string together the production on a high level so you know I, i'm i'm watching of course i'm always absorbing information um from these environments that i'm in and i felt very confident so this is before the pandemic um i'm already now developing the idea of i need to sustain this commentary and this ecosystem on my own without needing to wait for someone to hire me i need to be able to do this on my own um that's how i transitioned into the idea and this is the same way i told you i don't let anyone validate my ideas mm. i was like these guys are spending millions of dollars for an arena and i know they're not making profit back on this right why can't i get i could get the same views and just do it from home it might be a little bit different, but I don't need to pay for all these hotels and have all these players show up. They could just play from home. You know, I could get casters in person. I could just do that. You know, I could find ways to mitigate costs at an extreme level, but deliver a super quality product. And at that point, I already had realized what I have that they can't take is the skill that they've given me. I know how to talk to this camera, baby. Like, I can do that. So that's one man down. All I need is someone else who's crazy enough to jump on a janky show with me. And now all of a sudden, we can do this. We, this show has legs, right? I'm like, this show has legs. We can do this. That's all I need. I'm already a, a huge part of this equation. Because think about it. When you host a tournament, what are the hardest things to get? The biggest parts of your budget, especially in a remote setting, talent mm -hmm. who's gonna play and who's gonna talk about this so i'm already like man i got like i got that down and i was like if i could do the rest then we got it then right we got it and then i was just like i'm in a, and, and i'm also thinking about i'm an influencer i'm still an influence i still have i have flex in the game i have skin in the game i could get players to show up yeah. so i was like I, I got that part too I, I and then i'm thinking to myself i think i literally got the hardest part of this whole thing is people's interest and the talent to deliver something. I don't need much other than that, other than just like capture it and throw it out to the world. I've been doing it on my own anyways up until this point. Yeah. Um, and that was that was the inspiration. That was the fuel right there. That was where things clicked for me is like, I, I gotta survive, I gotta do this, and I'm gonna do it on my own, and I know how. The, the interesting part to hear around all of that is it is this thing that I don't think a lot of content creators understand about not only the business, but their value to the ecosystem. And I think you understanding your value within the ecosystem makes you invaluable to the spaces that you wanted to, to impose yourself on it and to affect, which I think I hear all the time when people are like, and I'm sure you've heard this across many, many people over the, the content creation spaces, like, well, what am I going to do after this? Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people go and do that initial internal audit to say like, what are the things that I have learned that are skills that I can bring to the table now that I don't have to relearn, but are cross, you know, they, they work across many different spaces, right? So like you've learned, like if you were to think about at this point, a running list of just skills that you have now that are in your toolbox that came from content creation that now translate over to practice server, give me like six of the things that like the biggest things that just automatically come to mind. Uh, number one is communication. Um, yeah. Communication is is like literally the biggest thing. So I, I just I just know how to communicate. I know how to talk to someone and and kind of uh, read the room, right? And I guess that's another skill, just knowing mm -hmm. how to read the room, uh, uh, read your environment, gauge the temperature of where things are going and conversations are going. Because a lot of this, um, you know, I, I'd say industry revolves around your relationship with folks and and just building off of that and just feeling out all right who's genuine who isn't and i guess that's something that you kind of get just from growing up where i come from right you gotta you gotta know who's malicious and who isn't mm -hmm. uh, that's a, like street skills too so a lot yeah, of yeah. that a lot of that in th those environmental skills you pick up just i guess through my my life journey have definitely 
had correlation um, when it comes down to uh, the way the industry and the business works. I'd say other quick skills that, uh, yeah, we just kind of picked up outside of that is, you know, camera presence and things like that. A lot of it just comes with um, perception. I've mm. learned how to really leverage and the the importance of perception. It's so weird. Like a lot of this social media game is just about really what people think of you yeah. um regardless of what you think of yourself and stuff like that you gotta all of this is like you just gotta build up this 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 image um and that's really what it is and you can do it in a way that isn't like you don't need a, to buy a car to show off you have <laughs> money or whatever you know like the weird yeah. like i'm thinking i'm just i'm relating it to instagrams i hate instagram for that because like instagram is a very like i got a gold chain bro look it's just so it's very that's the word superficial so um there's ways to like build a perception and a great perception without this superficial like kind of uh you know image that you have to put on especially things like instagram so you know a lot of those like little traits but it, it's like little quirks like that that you start to learn and you pick up throughout the years that yeah. make you a, a, a much more um i guess a successful influencer right because yeah. that's the other thing too you learn how to leverage influence and then i'd say another true key thing i learned how to just figure out value of things right yeah. like how to value things high how to what's valued or what's not so valuable to me and things like that and and then eventually I learned how to put a price on those things. Um, and I learned how to push those numbers, which a lot of people don't ever get to really figure out or afraid to talk about or are afraid to ask about because, um, you know, you look to the guy to your right, to your left, they're doing all these activations. You just hope that, yeah, did I charge enough? Or like, am yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of stuff. And you don't ever really know. Um, and that's why I'm very blunt with like numbers. And I'm not afraid to just be like, oh yeah, that was four G's right there, bro. Can you believe that? You know what I mean? Like, and, and, so, and, and I'll, I'll have those conversations and, um, you know, every now and again where, where it makes sense. And if there's, of course the timeline isn't too close, so I'm not like making, you know, is I don't want to burn, uh, you know, sponsors. Or, cause, cause, you, know, it, it, you know, some people, it can get tricky, right. When you yeah. talk numbers and money and stuff like that. But I think it's very important to share that stuff regardless. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, like, I don't, I don't really care. Like, what's the difference if you know that I got paid 5,000 for that or not? Like, it's not going to affect it's you so or wild. my future business. Uh, if anything, I mean, someone's going to look at him like this guy, this guy's a thug, dude. But you know what? That's his price. You know what I mean? Like, but, you're just going to have to respect it. So, But I want to dig into that because I think that that is really important. I think that there is also a space within all of this where there is also this interesting fear to talk to your other peers about what is happening to your own business. And I think yep. you nailed it where you talked about, you know, me telling you how much I got paid for this thing doesn't mean that it's going to mess up the business for me, you or anybody else in the game. What it does is gives you more gives you more value and gives you more information to go into that next business meeting to say it, like it gives you more understanding and it gives you a bigger scope of one what you what kind of value you bring into the table and you can actually just hold you know apples to apples right here and say you know yeah. what man he got he got 8500 for that i did something similar i didn't get paid that is he doing something better than me is there something that's different as the delivery like what was the extra value cut off or did i undersell myself right mm. uh one thing i did notice early on in fortnite and this is kind of cool this is like a a weird segue or, or just like a good touch to kind of talk on there was a point in fortnite where I look at myself and some of my peers as like, especially the people that were like early in Fortnite, like we are like, what was the S tier talent? Mm -hmm. and, and by S tier, I mean, we are literally the guy you want on the biggest event because we've been lucky enough to be put there by Epic in advance, right? And stuff like that. So again, perception is like, we were just those faces. We are those voices. We are those people. Um, but there was a point in time where talent that was like really, really good was charging very, very cheap. And <laughs> what you're doing is you're hurting the market now, right? Because now you're lowering the standard that I'm working hard to keep. Because when I say I want this much is because I'm trying to make sure we hold this threshold up here. Uh -huh. So when they want us, we're making this much. Um, and I had to have conversations with peers of mine where I'm like, bro, you can't take $500. Never do that again. Yeah. Here's why. I get it. You want $500 and sometimes you're going to have to do it for that. But let me talk to you real quick on how we can actually let's make the market make more sense and let me show you how they're getting us or you know you're getting scammed here bro like you can double that or whatever right so um 
just helping people how to again keep the ties nice and high so that you know things are coming in it's flowing nicely for all of us um and, and that's a that's a that's the thing just about market and how yeah you know the, the folks around you can definitely break that like i think valorant unfortunately has so much awesome talent that that you know those top tier casters they're not getting paid anything because there's people that are just as good <laughs> doing it for less you know what i mean in Hey, these organizers, I'm one of them. You got to look at this budget and think, man, uh -huh. he could do it just as good. Save a thousand dollars. That's going to that's going to us. Yeah, eh, we'll just go with him. We'll get him for this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, or something like that. And all of a sudden, you're losing opportunity and you're losing uh, exposure that can be potentially going to your brand. And again, that community perception. Um, it's a it's a very there's a fear mentality behind yeah. like. I didn't get to make it to the big event. Oh my gosh, right? Like it sucks. It feels like a huge blow. And I I, I don't feel like that, but I, I don't feel like that for many different reasons, but that fear mentality, some people have it and it's so real and it's it will affect and it'll make or break some people, um, you know, their spirits and, and just how they kind of see things. But um, yeah, there's just a lot in there to unpackage and unravel. You can take it wherever you want, but uh, there's, there's a lot of complex layers behind the business, the perception, uh, the market and people don't understand that but i i saw it early and i was just mm. like nah this is what we're gonna do i'm gonna set it we're gonna be here bro don't go here here's why easy and now i know it i know even more of it because i'm on the production side so i get to see the big numbers the packages the fatty deals and say mm, okay here's how we're gonna cut this you know this cake up yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah, i'm seeing yeah. it now at the highest levels uh so i get it it's 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 really wild because I don't think a lot of these conversations are happening publicly and it's, and I, do, and I think they need to, because I think, especially as folks who are in the space and I don't want to, I don't want to lean on the conversation of just being like minority business owners. Cause I think there's a, there's a, there's a pride that goes along with that. And that I, that I see every time you talk about practice server, uh, uh, besides you have just building this really amazing. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and that's, that's cool too. Like, I don't ever even, like lean into the fact like I'm a minority or anything. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just bullish with my position because I just think that uh, we're better than a lot of people and I know it. And for a lot of yes. different reasons then we prove it, right? So like I just, I let the product do the talking. It's not even about who I am or like, you know, I don't need hands out or, you know, handouts or anything like that. Like it, it's just like literally like, I'm just like, nah, like we could, we could do this. Right. And, well, that's, what, and that's what approach. I and that's what I want to get into. Cause I think that that's the important part, right. Is I think that there's a layer of, you know, the sh the show as a, as a show always wants mm -hmm. to spotlight people and talk about our, our, our ascension into, into spaces that we, that we currently are. I know just from everything that you do, that you, that you put on nothing but the best and finest of work. I think the other part of that is that we, in our communities though, we also do a bad job of telling each other the information that they need to sometimes succeed. And I love the fact that you are doing that work, not only when you're doing it in the casting space, but now uh, over a practice server. But also I think it's really important because I know that the, you know, me being, you know, living on St. Ray's for how many, how many years that I lived in St. Ray's back in the, in the, in the Bronx, it is great to see people who are making these moves because it gives people the ability to say like, Oh shit, Javier did that. Oh shit, Ka did that. Like, this is not out of the realm of possibility anymore, especially now. And this is the question I want to ask you. Production is now very, very different than it was even in the beginning of the Fortnite days, I would say. And then looking even further back when you started to stream, uh, everything that we're doing now is very, very different in lots of different ways. Is this a thing that when you think about what you're able to do from a nuts and bolts technology standpoint, that if there were other folks who wanted to get into this game in a real way, put their actual skin in the game, that this is attainable for folks at this point, because I think there's an idea of what this is for the mega corporations who are doing work like this, who have full production teams and have full staff for this. And you have a, a much smaller team, but are pulling, putting out productions that are equal or even better than the stuff that they're putting out. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about like, do you feel like we've gotten to a place where the technology makes it attainable for folks to be able to kind of think about this in this bigger way? Yeah, definitely. And the other side that people don't really realize about practice server that is vastly different than most, if not all the other organizations, especially TOs and or production businesses is that we have uh, social power. And mm. by that we have the clout, we have the, 
you know, we have the community back and we have that organic kind of presence in the space and we're heard because of uh, the voices that are behind myself and the folks that I decided to work with. Um, and we're, it's almost like, you know, we're a social community, right? Yeah. And then uh, people, people want what we have, especially like, again, in the TO and the production space, because, you know, you, it's, it's that organic uh, uh, drive and, and want for other folks to be a part of what we are. We're like, mm. we kind of have like the, the cool crew table thing going on, right? You want to sit with the cool guys. Um, we, we've, we've managed to kind of build that and, and be sort of that, which is really, really, really dope. Um, but I think that that just comes from me and, you know, some of the people on our team having just past success being successful influencers and content creators, right? Yeah. Because these are, again, just skills that you pick up that, um, you know, they're hard to translate or hard to get people to buy into um, because you can't, you can't pay for someone's interest, right? Uh, you, you can, you can get it in front of them, but you know, you can't pay for the click and you can't pay for people to buy in, right? That's the, that's the ultimate dream and conversion right there. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard to get. So when you're getting it and you're not putting money behind that, it's just like, Mm, how are these guys doing that, man? Because yeah, we need to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're we're very lucky in the sense that you know the community has very been very receptive to us, and you know with every game or title we touch, and it's just I think it's just because we just come in with a level of, uh, you know, we try to keep it as authentic as possible. We try to keep these organic experiences, um, you know, as uh, I, I guess I want to say it open as possible right so like we i really do try to cater to the amateur spaces because i understand what it's like to want or, or get those opportunities um and and feel like you're never gonna have them so to answer a question as far as is there ways or is there spaces is it too late or you know can people get in absolutely i think i think there's so much room for growth and and room for new faces and, and entities our company our our org is is a prime example of you know we only just hit the floor um you know these last two years and a year was figuring it out you know yeah. the last year has been us kind of crushing it which is really great and even even now we're not necessarily perfect um yeah. and we still you know come across our, our hurdles right along the way that but the difference is um yeah i don't let anything stop us um, i know that you know you got to take you got to take your l's on the chin and just keep going right and keep pumping and stuff like that so yeah, there's plenty of room for people to jump in, uh, especially in production and stuff. Yeah. Uh, because I think if you could pick up the skill, uh, you could be a valuable part to a lot of different people that are also trying to build something. I, I think the the thing that I that I appreciate the most about you sharing that is just that I I think again there's a lot of folks who don't understand how many ways you can get in where you fit in into this business yeah. and this industry. And a lot of people always think about I need to be talent, I need to be on camera, I need to be that person. I, t I found out during the pandemic, I can make twice as much money doing production behind the scenes than I could ever do on camera at a certain point, because at some point, nobody going to want to look at my old ass. They don't want to see me, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a really cool thing to see that you have, f have figured that out early enough that you can have that longevity moving forward to kind of kind of maneuver in that way. Yeah, and there's people killing uh, killing the space just by knowing how to connect the dots. I mean, that's what yeah. all these agencies do, right? They take a brokerage fee just for saying, hey, you want to work with that guy? Great, <laughs> 10%, right? And then they just, you didn't do anything other than, hey, A, a player, B, B player, uh, you know, go go create whatever you're going to go do, right? Yeah. Um, like those kind of things and those spaces exist here. And there's plenty of people that try to jump in and do or wear all if not any and sometimes just any of these hats and they fail and they fail because they don't understand that again behind all of this there is a level of skill that you need to have and that skill is mainly communication and understanding perception i think i think i think this is going to be the thing that people need to take away is that uh, when you enter into that room and you know, you're trying to get into these conversations you need you need to be creating um you know the the right the right energy the right, you need to be uh you know grabbing and, and demanding the the proper attention and you need to come correct if you want to attain those things um so I, I think i do a pretty good job at least with that because you know there's been very few deals that have slipped out of my grip once yeah. i've gotten into that conversation um and that's why i think i'm a i'm a shark like in this space because i know how to talk and i and i i feel very 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 confident and 
you know, anything that I want to do. And I think I, I kind of deliver that uh, across the uh, most of these kind of interactions that I have. And that's what has allowed us to be successful. And, um, our success rate has been a hundred percent so far. So, you know, I mean, hell I've been in, I've been in, I've been in really small versions of conversations with you. Uh, and I'm sure just hearing that, I'm like, this guy's going to close me on something I even know about. I didn't like, he's yeah, so good yeah. at what he does. Like, and, I, I'm like, I can see why people want to run to a wall I do it a lot now you. too. Yeah. I do a lot now too, because, and like I said, it's about bringing value to the table, right? Yeah. Like, like now, now when I get into a conversation, it's just like, well, what do you need? Yeah, yeah. I got, what, you yeah. need more people to show up? Bet. You need what? You need some new talent? I could do that. Oh, you need, you need to actually deliver this thing? I could package this whole thing up. Oh, you need it to look better? Boom, we could do that too, right? Like, yeah. what is it that we don't have? There's nothing now, right? But it's it's learning things one step at a time and then picking that stuff up um, and being able to deliver that. I think, you know, m most people want want stuff to be stress-free, right? We, we all yeah. hate the stresses. Think about all the things that kind of give you fear or anxiety or panic and you you want someone to alleviate those things. Um, and that's that's what I that's where we come in. We want to be that solution. We want to alleviate any doubt, any stress. Um, let us let us handle this and don't worry about it. You don't even have to show up on the day. Just know that VOD is going to be crispy and it's going to be exactly what you wanted. I love like, it. You know, like like that kind of stuff. I love it. Brave edits in the chat says, man, can sell ice <laughs> to an Eskimo. I love it. I love it. I love it. He's going to need it. He's going to get thirsty, right? So, like, you know, <laughs> We're about to get up out of here. We're almost out of time for, for our interview with you on this episode, episode 408 of the Spawn Me podcast. You're in almost year three of practice, practice server. What's the what's the, 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 the next thing that you're really excited about when it comes to kind of tackling this next year uh, in the business? Uh, for us, is it's getting back to our roots and doing more like practice server things. Yeah. Um, you know, I never really realized that this entire you know business and and kind of journey that we embarked on would end up turning into like a, just a white label service to really buff up other people's product and deliver a great product. Um, I don't have a problem with that at all. I love what we do, but I also just know that all the cool ideas that I have. You know, I'm I'm just trying to bundle those up and get the sponsors to buy into them so we can continue to do like just really great things. So I'm really looking forward to this year because now we have um we just got a lot of reps, right? We have yeah. we've already proven we can do this under our belt. So like that's one of the hardest uh hurdles to overcome, right? It's just like give us a chance, right? So we've gotten all the chances we've needed. People have believed in us and we've kind of got through that. So now with the experience and the resume under our belt, I'm really, really looking forward to um escalating this and, and taking it to the next level. Um and that also does include doing some in person stuff and and again getting to those next levels and, and making these activations bigger and uh yeah, just just doing it our way. Tell the folks at home where they can find out more information about the wonderful work you're doing and and the folks over at Practice Server. Yeah, absolutely, guys. This is just a small taste, man. You know, we, we could really, really do this conversation for forever. I think. My God. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Seriously. Um, yeah, I think the best place to, to keep up with me at Monster Deface on Twitter for sure. Uh, you, you'll see, like, you know, just projects, all, all kinds of stuff. I, I really like to use uh, Twitter. I I'm very particular with the messaging and stuff that I push out there. I, I curate all the content uh, to, again, just make sure that I put out what I want to put out. And, and, you know, sometimes we, we pick fights with people on the Internet because that's always fun. Try to get into my one monthly, uh, you know, beef to stay relevant. And then, you know, but most of the other times that when, I, when I'm not out there looking for, for fights, because most people don't want to challenge me on the Internet. But, you know, but when, I, when I'm not out there starting uh, starting some interesting debates and whatnot with my uh, my hot takes, um yeah, I'm pushing dope projects to your timeline so you guys can tune into. <laughs> my, my fam said, yo, I'm going to get my monthly fight in on the yeah, internet. Yeah, yo, I do. Yo, I do. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be like yeah, this I, looking at my watch now and be like, all right, here, here, here we go. Once a month. Once a month, I pick a topic and I'm just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in real aggressive to this <laughs> topic here. Because I, I think it's important to show people what side of the fence you stand on, right? That's like, that's just showing people character and like, Yo, know, like, yeah, you know, you can't always be too diplomatic. You got to pick and choose your fights. So, you know. Hey, fight. The, the worst thing you can do is tell people where Fight Club is. You're not supposed to talk about hey. Fight Club. Um, fam, thank you so, so much for being here. Again, we have talked about chopping it up and doing this for a long time at this point. Um, and now it has finally happened. And I'm really excited and happy that we get a chance to share these conversations with the, the rest of the community and the rest of the folks in, in both of our circles. I think 
again, you are continuing to show people the way that there is more than just being a content creator, being an influence. There are ways that you can use those talents to not only build a successful business, but build something that has legs and will and, and will move the industry forward in lots of different ways. So um, I, I'm infinitely proud of the work that you do and, and you inspire me all the time with all the stuff that I see you doing and the rest of your team. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, and, and we're, we got to have you come back through. We got to we gotta actually do one more segment actually before you leave. Uh, we're not going to let you go just yet. We got one thing Let's to go. do because I think somebody in on the socials did ask a really interesting and important question. So I want to I get that in real fast. So they were basically asking, um, if you were to give anyone some advice about getting into the space, what would be your first thing that you would share with them uh aim for your passion out the gate if that's editing if that's creating content uh if, if that's just you know again micromanaging things at a high level like whatever it is uh really figure out your niche try to boil it down to uh the least amount of variables possible figure out that one thing um and then think of yourself as a specialist in that and be good at that. If you can do that um, and then approach the market or the space with that in mind, you are going to find that people are going to look at you with such extreme value. They're probably going to want you on their team. Um, and I talk about that from experience very much so because like when I'm looking for someone to do a something, I mm. want someone who knows how to do that something. And anyone that's uh, operating at the highest levels, especially a company or something like that, if you can prove that you can do that thing, you're you're in. You're at least you're you're considered. Um, and there's many 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 opportunities. So for anyone trying to break into the space, uh, look to look to cut it down. Right, cut all the fat. Think about that one thing and then go. Just excel at that first um and then prove that you can do more behind that and continue to branch out um and that's very general and i can get into specifics about uh, different you know jobs and, and stuff like that because everything has a requires a little bit of a finesse but that's yeah. where you also need to do your homework right uh and look at people that are uh doing it successfully as well so there you go from the man the myth the legend monster deface javier Colazo. shout it out yes, getting it in make sure you go check out all the work that he's doing all the things that practice server are going to be doing in front of the scenes and behind the scenes making things happen uh we're going to be back in a moment we're going to let uh, javier go but i have one thing to share with you because the wonderful folks over at elgato and logitech they came together uh, to give me this wonderful camera that is giving you this shot right here. But also the wonderful folks over at Logitech came through with this amazing G435 headset. And I wanna tell you, this has now been my favorite headset for when I'm gaming. This is the thing that I'm using on a consistent basis all the time. It has light speed, wireless, and Bluetooth. Works with your PS, with your PC, your PS5, and your PS4. Gaming grade sound, 40 millimeter sound drivers. Beam forming mics, you can see on the front of it that it doesn't have a boom because that, boom, that bo beam forming uh, technology is letting you hear all of the audio coming from where your microphone would be. These soft ear cups that are, that are that'll keep your head warm and safe and not sweaty, which is great because the leather pads usually do that and make my head sweat and I don't like it and it's terrible. An 18 hour battery life, which is also fantastic and is available in multiple colors. There's also a joint that looks like the Spotomy colors, which is even cooler. So there's a chat. Uh, uh, there's a link in the chat. You want to check that out. Uh, exclamation point Logitech G for more information there. We'll be working with them on an upcoming show to also get you a coupon code or a code that you'll be able to get some money off of these headsets. They come in at a really reasonable price too. They're super, super light. Um, and they're right now my favorite, my favorite headset. I've been rocking them a lot uh, in, in the past couple of weeks and been digging them a bunch so make sure you go check that stuff out make sure you give logitech g some love go give uh monster some love on twitter and give all the folks of practice service some love we're gonna go hit our break for the show we'll say peace to him peace to everybody else in the chat if you're listening in the audio version of this on the podcast platforms make sure you listen to the wonderful ad that we're gonna get from our folks over at fanbyte because they have amazing shows that you should be checking out, including ours, which is awesome. Channel F is a fantastic show. You need to be checking that out for sure. And everybody else will be right back after this. 
Hey, Bricago. Merrick Kay here from Fanbyte. Did you know that Spot on Me is a part of the Fanbyte Podcast Network? We produce a ton of other great shows like Channel F, a podcast where we talk about the games we're playing. Can I just say yeah. how much I would love for there to be a Hitman game that's just about making people experience embarrassing social faux pas, trying to like prank people and make it seem like they had farted or like tripped on something? <laughs> that would be like very good. Dig up weird finds at thrift stores. So the <laughs> listing says Bung Doctor V64. <laughs> and take your questions about the best jokers. Labars Martin asks, what's the best or coolest weapon ever given to a mech? Gundam Fusion Rebake has a really oh, good- wait, give, me, sorry? give me that one more time. Gundam Fusion Rebake. Yo, I heard you. <laughs> Gundam Fusion. <laughs> I personally guarantee that listening to Channel F will make you a better, smarter, more powerful version of yourself. So go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts or search for Channel F on your podcast app of choice today. Improvement not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cost you amplification. So first thing up on the 411 for episode 408 of the Spawn of Me podcast. Again, if you missed the first part of the show with our interview with Monster D-Face Javier Colazzo, you missed a banger of a show. You, I don't understand what's going on. You need to be figuring this stuff out. I understand how you didn't get the ability to see all the dope stuff that was happening here uh, in that conversation, uh, but you need to figure that out and go check out the first part of, of the show because it was, it was just too, too good. It was just amazingly good. Uh, so many gems got dropped, so many great tidbits of things that you can learn as a content creator, as a professional, as an entrepreneur. You missed it, then you messed up. But first show, first episode, first thing on the show in terms of news <laughs> is I am very excited about the Battlefield trailer. I'm very excited about the, the Battlefield open beta. Um, it is going to be on the 6th through the 9th of October. I am ready to get my battlefield on in its fullest capacity. I had the chance to play a little bit of it or excuse me. That was a good giggle and burp at the same time. Anyway, <laughs> got a chance to play some of this. Uh, somebody please clip that. That was hilarious. Uh, on the sixth and ninth. So I got a chance to play a little bit earlier in the year, uh, a little bit of the kind of like super, super early behind closed doors kind of beta uh, or, or, or test. Um, and it felt really good. I want to see what this version is going to kind of bring to the space. Um, because now we're going to get conquest and orbital are both going to be on there in terms of the maps. You're going to get all the specialists in it this time. They were, all of them were in it before, but you had this very, very kind of like, it, it felt like you weren't getting everything yet. Like, uh, you know, the, the cross system wasn't necessarily fully there. You had some other stuff that wasn't there. Uh, this version of the game is going to be, it's kind of like full on, um, um, you know, gameplay capacity where you're going to have a bunch of people on the servers. You know, everybody's been talking about the new world. I think this is going to blow that out of water in terms of people, you know, uh, jumping in and getting in. I've been playing a bunch of halo in their test flights. This is going to be that next layer of gameplay stuff that we're going to get a chance to go through. Uh, and, and and get our hands on. And I'm just really excited for it. I have been talking a lot about what I think is going to be the next game that's going to blow up in the, the gaming space. And I really do think it is going to be Battlefield 2042. I, I don't think people understand just how good that game felt, even in the earliest version of what I got a chance to play some months ago. It is... Oh, man, it it just feels so on point. Like a lot of people talked about Vanguard being really good in terms of the way that it felt. It I, I I played some matches of it and it didn't feel the same way that I think even Battlefield when I was playing with a controller on PC felt like gunplay felt good, map size felt good, being able to traverse traverse the map and get you know squad mates together and having all, all those kind of elements talk talk to each other really well just felt extremely good so you know you can pre-order the game to get into it uh you know if you're a current um ea play member you'll be able to get in uh to the open beta it is going to be pretty damn fantastic um when i get a chance to get in there to go play some of that stuff so 
again, if you're a Chicago resident, we don't have a Discord anymore. I shut the Discord down, but I think there's ways that we can find each other to go play uh, some Battlefield. I would love to, in Halo and in this, actually really get some Chicago spawn on me squads together. Like, I really want to get us to be able to rep in these games in big ways, and I really am hoping that we'll be going to be able to do that with all of you um, as well. Because I am very, very excited for it. It's going to be super dope uh, getting a chance to play that again. Um, our second and last news story of this episode of 408 is Netflix is buying, or at least buying the rights to, um, or no, it, it, it bought out uh, Night School, which is the dev behind Oxenfree. So, one of my favorite games of a couple of years ago, um, because Netflix is getting into the game space. So ne- if, you, if you're not familiar with that, they have been getting into and have been talking to many, many developers over the years about what games could look like from a Netflix perspective. Um, the folks who are formerly Telltale uh, developers made a new studio called Night School who put out Oxenfree which was a banger of a game that talked about these young kids going through this time travel and this portal and all this other cool stuff. Uh, they're making oxen free too, which I know is also going to be wild and super, super dope. Um, but they got acquired, um, by Netflix, which is really wild because they made after party, which didn't sell as well. Um, but was a pretty decent game. They said in a press release, it says night school co-founder, uh, Sean Crinkle said the pairing between the two was natural mentoring that Netflix's mission to support diverse storytellers led to both parties joining forces together. Night School wants to stretch our narrative and design aspirations across distinctive original games with heart. Crinkle said, uh, Netflix gives film, TV, and now game makers an unprecedented canvas to create and deliver deliver, uh, excellent entertainment to millions of people. Our explorations and narrative gameplay and Netflix's track record of supporting diverse storytellers was such a natural pairing. It felt like both teams came to this conclusion instinctively. So if you think about what night school does in terms of storytelling and game building, and when you think about Netflix dipping their toes into the water with things like Bandersnatch, which was that, uh, you know, point and kind of, you know, choose your own adventure version of a Netflix show. Um, you can kind of see why this makes a lot of sense. I think it is really interesting to see how this is going to get delivered. And it may be another one of those kind of bandersnatch moments where we see night school have their own version of their stories that they get a chance to tell. And you get to you know move the story forward through your, you know, your controller or your, uh, or through your TV remote or any of those kinds of things. That's going to be super cool to see where they're going to go because their pedigree is strong. Like, I, I, I don't think that they are missing anything in any ways that feel like they are not kind of in that space proper and doing a really good job of it. Um, so that is extremely exciting. And, and, and I'm hoping that that turns out to be something that's going to be really, really cool. I am infinitely hyped about the possibility of what that looks like for them because who knows what's going to be the next layer of, of how this is going to wind up going. I, I just hope that they are able to not get crushed by Netflix in their kind of overarching way of doing things, but it sounds like a really cool idea and I hope that they succeed on it. Um, last thing I wanted to share before we get up out of here is uh, I'm excited about the uh, League of Legends Arcane series is also getting a, a, a date. Uh, it is going to be out fairly soon. I think in the beginning uh, of November. So November 6th will be the first uh, layer of arcane coming out, which is the league of legends inspired story uh, that is around the childhood of jinx and V. Uh, so I'm hyped about that. That looks like it's going to be super cool. I mean, I work at riot. It's going to be a cool thing. I get a chance to see uh, alongside all of that stuff as well. So that's going to be very, very cool. I wanted to share a little bit of that. Cause I, I just saw the Netflix trailer went up a couple of days ago and I was like watching people watch it. And I was like, Ooh, that may be really cool to go check out. Maybe we can do, maybe that'll be the first, uh, spawn on me watch party that we do. We've never done a watch party on Twitch. Um, I've always wanted to do one. 
um, maybe that's a perfect way to kind of do the first watch party that we do here on Twitch. Um, and, you know, if you're listening in audio versions, please come by twitch.tv slash spawn on me uh, and, and definitely come through. We can watch that stuff together. I think it'll be really, really fun. Um, last but not least for episode 408 of the spawn on me podcast is our gear for gamers contest is still going on. You have one week to enter. You have one more week to get in and get your entries in. You'll want to go. And if you're on Twitch, uh, you'll want to go exclamation point gear for gamers. uh, And you'll get a link that will send you to uh, another website where you can upload your dream gaming kit. So you'll want to go to that link. Uh, It'll be in the show notes for this episode in the audio format. Uh, and you want to send us your favorite kind of gear. What, what would be your perfect gear for if you want to stream, if you want to game, if you want to play good stuff, we'll pick five winners on October 6th at eight, at 8 PM PST. So basically around the end of the show. Um, and what will happen is out of those five winners, there'll be a bunch of different prize packs is, uh, uh, two different prize packets from Logitech. Uh, a Go XLR mixer. So if you're in the streaming space and you were looking to get a Go XLR, we'll have a Go XLR as one of the prizes for one of our winners. Uh, we'll also have an Xbox controller uh, in the mix. And the big prize that I'm so excited to, to, to give away is a 65 inch TCL 4K TV. So if you were, again, if you're thinking about getting a next gen console, if you're thinking about potentially, you know, up in your, 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 your TV game in before Christmas time, jump into that contest. I'm giving it away for free. Um, we're working and partnering with folks like Logitech and TCL to give you one of their awesome 4k TVs. And it's not tiny. It's a 65 inch TV. Uh, so again, we only do big things here on spawn. I mean, we only rock with the best. We only make sure that you are doing the best that you can as a gamer, as a person, as a human. Uh, please make sure you're getting yourself vaccinated. Please make sure you're taking care of yourselves. Please make sure that you are taking care of the people around you. There are a lot of folks, especially during the holidays who, you know, we're, we're creeping up on that slowly, but surely who are going to be, you know, looking for folks to kind of reach out and make sure they're there. I've seen a lot of conversations in the past couple of days about people who are, you know, um, you, you, you know, they're thinking about their loved ones and, the, you know, the, 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 the end of the year is always hard for people. So please check in with people and, and make sure that they're okay. Um, massive shout out to stay asleep, uh, GG for the five subs as well. Thank you so much for that. Um, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, go check out get uh, gear for gamers. Uh, go check out, uh, all the cool stuff that we're doing, uh, on Twitch, go check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spawn on me. Make sure you're subscribing there. We're almost at, I think we're a little bit over four. We're almost at four and a half thousand subscribers over on on YouTube. Uh, So we're trying to grow that thing out uh, as big as we possibly can. Um, And yeah, uh, you know, we're going to have a a pretty fantastic show next week as well. If I can lock down the guest, which I think will be uh, one of the heads of PDP, which is a fantastic um, peripheral company out in the space. They, They have a really cool new product. Uh, that they're going to be debuting very, very soon. Uh, So we're going to be talking to them about what that will look like and and, and be. Uh, So uh, thank you again for listening. Thank you again for being here in Bricago. We'll see you online in all the spaces. Go follow at Khalif Adams. Go give us some love. Hit those bells, hit those notifications when you go to YouTube and all that other good stuff. And we'll see you all next week for another episode of Spawn on Me. Much love to you all. Peace.